I am Justin Lesko. This is my very good friend, Mike Callahan. Uh, very good. It's a little bit of a stretch. But anyway, the Fury Pro Grappling card was this past weekend. Uh, we're here with you tonight because we got some thoughts on it. That's as much intro as we need. Welcome to the episode. So when they announced this Fury card, I was pretty pumped. Like I marked it on the calendar. Like I was pretty excited because I really like the idea of UFC fighters and popular people fighting jujitsu players and seeing like some interesting matchups that way. And when they announced that it was going to be Danielle Kelly versus Rose Namajunas in the main event, I was like, yeah, perfect. This is going to be a great match. And then I started to get some red flags about weird rule sets and then Rose pulled out because she has COVID or was in the COVID protocols. And the event itself was weird, and we'll get into it. But your initial thoughts, what did you think of the event? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I love it for a few reasons. I love it because you are bringing these big-name people, um, these, these big-name MMA stars, into the grappling world. And it brings, it kind of, they help to kind of put it on, the, on, a, on a stage that, it's a little bit bigger because they're they're there, um, and I like the aspect of the show where you're these aren't these aren't these aren't nobodies in terms of their grappling abilities in MMA. These people that are that are coming to these shows are, are touted as jujitsu practitioners in MMA. So it's always good to see how they stack up against pure jujitsu. Um, competitors so that that's I don't get as excited as I as I do for like the who's number one cards or those you know super fights that's just me Um, but yeah I'm always excited to see how these jujitsu practitioners who are primarily fighting in MMA will do against uh, someone who's competing primarily in jujitsu but like when you put Rose Namajunas or Donald Cowboy Cerrone on a card, people who don't watch pure grappling events are probably going to tune in. It's on Fight Pass, so yep. you know, real. I mean, I have Fight Pass because this is our job, and I watch everything. But I don't know how many people have still have Fight Pass after the ESPN Plus deal and paying two subscriptions to the UFC and yeah. all that. But you're going to get people interested because they're going to want to see Rose Namajunas grapple a legit Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt in Danielle Kelly. And it fell through and that sucks. But like Donald Cowboy Cerrone is always going to put eyes on the TV when he's competing. Right. So that's a lot of fun. I think that we should have been invited and I don't know why we weren't. And I would love, I've been talking to Tim from the fight dialogue about trying to set up like a, a training session where we can sort of have a, a competition about can he pass my guard and can he not? Cause you know, no one can pass my guard. Yeah, he and, probably can. It's not that difficult. Go ahead. And I'm just saying, for the next Fury Pro, or if mm-hmm. our, our buddy Michael Sears wants to put it on, who's number one, I think a Battle of the Podcasts jiu-jitsu event would do well. I mean, maybe not main event, maybe put us like on the undercard, but... Just speaking um, directly towards the Cowboy you know, appearances on these cards, I like Donald Cerrone. I've always been a fan of his. Um, and he is one of the more high-level jiu-jitsu practitioners when it comes to MMA. And we've just we've kind of seen how that's played out over the last couple of weeks when he, well, first he fought Craig Jones, and then um, then he went up against Joe Selecki this, this time around. So 
Yeah, and we're not going to get super into like each individual match and like breaking down each individual match. I wanted to talk more about like the card itself, the model itself, and some of the things that I think I didn't necessarily care for. I did like, I was surprised when they were like, oh, CM Punk is going to be doing like commentary duties. I was like, I think I rolled my eyes so hard that you could hear it across the room, but he actually did a good job. I actually like enjoyed hearing him yeah. talk. I, I thought he was a he was there to do a, a certain job, and he did that certain job, and he was entertaining. I also like the pacing of this event. I know sometimes for like flow events, I feel like sometimes you're waiting forever. It feels like in between matches, but this card was like they were going when the match one match yeah. was done. You weren't waiting forever for the next one to start, so that was good. There were good matches. There was a lot of a lot of highlights. Kevin Holland, who I think is, uh, if he can win some fights in the UFC, he's got potential to be a, a star because he's got a good personality. He had a lot of fun on this yeah, card, even though he lost the decision. But I did not like, and we'll get to the match itself, the Craig Jones versus Sean Brady match. No heel hooks. We're just taking out heel hooks out of the the equation, and I thought that that was a bad rule. I don't really see a problem with it. Here's let me let me just talk a little bit about about that match. And Daniel Gracie posted something today. Who's Sean Brady's coach? Yeah, Sean Brady's a Daniel Gracie uh, black belt, and and I, I think that Sean Brady's getting a, a lot of unnecessary heat for this thing. Like he was, regardless of your thoughts on the rule set, he they, they both agreed to that rule set. Craig Jones went in. It wasn't like Craig Jones wasn't allowed to leg lock at all. He just wasn't allowed to heel hook him. Um, and if you watch the match, Craig Jones was trying to get to his legs. Um, I've never trained with Sean Brady. I've talked to people who have trained with Sean Brady and they say it's almost like it's like, he's like a Mack truck laying on top of you. Um, so, and you can see it in his UFC fights too. I mean, the, the amount of pressure that this guy has on top, it looks, it looks like it's overwhelming. Not saying that he overwhelmed Craig Jones. Um, but you you really got to tip your hat off to him because you're talking about him going up against arguably the number two grappler in the world, um, and 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 winning. You know, I think at the time that that match went off, he was like a plus eight hundred underdog. So, you know, he, not only did he not get destroyed, he actually won. You know, by decision. But yeah, there were modified rule sets, and I think they, they you you do that because. You don't want to, I don't know. You don't want to put some of these UFC fighters who this isn't their this isn't their job, you know. Like they're doing this to to bring you know some notoriety to the sport of jujitsu. You're kind of maybe leveling the playing field a little bit and not putting them at as much risk by doing that. But that it's that's not his fault, you know. I'm, he I'm not, he operated within the rule set. I'm not. I'm not saying it's his fault at all. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's Craig's fault. And like Craig even said after the match, nothing fucking happened. Like Craig, you know, said that he broke his hand and he hurt his other hand and, you know, it, it changed the way he approached the match. And, you know, he was disappointed that nothing right. happened. And it was basically him pulling Z guard and Sean Brady kind of trying to pass it. I think Sean Brady's getting some heat because his corner of the entire match was yelling, disengage, back out, disengage. And that's not what people want to see is Sean Brady backing away when right. Craig Jones is trying to get grips. They want to see, you know, action again. It's not, I mean, I'm not hating on him. That's just, you know, you're going against, like you said, the second best grappler in the world, you're going to approach it carefully with a specific strategy. But 
I don't like getting rid of the heel hooks because to me it's almost like it's such an obvious leveling of the playing field. It'd be like saying like, oh, we're going to see how good UFC guys do in a boxing match against Tyson Fury, but Tyson Fury can't use his jab. Would you really come out of that being like, would you come out of that being like, oh, so-and-so held his own against Tyson Fury. We just took away one of his main weapons. Like it, it, if you're going to come and do it, do it all the way. And I'm not saying Sean Brady was the one who was like, I don't want to do it if it's heel hooks. I'm not saying it's, he made the rules. I just would have preferred to see like a full match with a full rule set. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't just it wasn't just that fight either. It was any. I I, I think it was uh, any fight with a UFC fighter and it, heel hooks weren't allowed. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a modified rule set, I, and I think that's understood. Um, I, I I think that it would have been a game changer had uh, Craig Jones been allowed to you know go hunt for heel hooks, but. He didn't. The match was boring because Craig was passive on bottom and Sean was not very aggressive on top. And when you combine those two things, it's like when you have a fight where both guys want to counterpunch. Oftentimes it gets boring because neither guy wants to lead the dance. And that's sort of what this match was. Both guys were, I don't want to say waiting, but like they both didn't want to be the first to go. And when they did go, they were very cautious in the way they went and backed out quickly. And it just, it, it was a letdown because. After Rose pulled out and Carlos Barza is a you know former UFC champ and it was still good to see her fight Daniel Kelly, or I thought it would be, I was really looking forward to, forward to the Sean Brady Craig Jones match and it didn't deliver, and that was a bummer. But I mean, boring matches are going to happen. You can't have every match be a barn burner. It just doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, every match not going to be. Uh, also, Mason Fowler called out uh sean brady after that too and that's a fight i want to so, see that's a fight i want to see yeah like let's do it you know and yeah. maybe maybe do it in submission underground yeah. you know sean brady has had quite a year where i think a year ago most people outside of you know people in the philadelphia area us i mean we were way ahead we were way early on the sean brady train but people weren't really familiar with who he was and now you're competing against the second best grappler in the world. You've got maybe the third or fourth best grappler in the world calling you out, and you're 15 yeah. and 0 in the UFC. So like life is pretty good for Sean Brady right now. Before the Craig Jones and Sean Brady thing, you know, got me down a little bit. We also had Daniel Kelly against Carla Esparza, and I was excited for that match. Uh, it's not Rose, but it was a good, it was a good understudy in Carla Esparza. But unfortunately, Carla Esparza decided to try and slam her way out of Danielle Kelly's guard, accidentally headbutted Danielle Kelly, and accidentally cut her own eyebrow to the point where the match could not continue. Yeah. And Danielle Kelly was awarded the win because Carla Esparza was leaving her DNA all over the mat and a little bit on Danielle Kelly. Yeah, it was a nasty. It was actually a nasty cut. I was just looking at it before we went on the air. Um, given the circumstances, like that was that was a pretty nasty cut. But I thought initially when she slammed her that that she had cut Danielle on her eye, right? right. But it was it was it, it wasn't was, her she blood was just leaking. Um, no, yeah, it was. You know, it was it was a it was a gnarly cut, and like I said, it's in a bad spot. So hopefully it heals up in time, and it's not a factor because I think she's supposed to fight Rose next. Yeah. So you could see too that Danielle Kelly was a little bit like. Um, you're bleeding. What the fuck? What do I do now? You're <laughs> yeah. you're, you're bleeding all yeah. over me because you're you slammed me and now all right, but yeah, but that was a bummer. 
Um, you don't want to see anyone get hurt, obviously, but I want to see a more satisfying end to a match rather than just like, oh, we, I headbutted you by accident and now I lose because I right. cut the fuck out of my own eye. That was a real bummer. Yeah. At the end of the day, here's some takeaways, right? You're bringing big names to the stage. You're bringing, you're giving local guys, there are a lot of Philly guys on this card. You're giving local guys the opportunity to kind of um, compete on a bigger stage because you're bringing all these big names in there. And and you're putting it on a pretty big platform. Like this, the you know, we we're talking about it, you know, Fight Pass, it's kind of, you know, been watered down a little bit since the ESPN Plus aspect of things came into play. But um, with all their fights, but with that being said, the fight pass has done other things, whether it's submission underground, whether it's, you know, bringing on the regional shows, I think CFFC's on there, um, you know, the Fury Grappling. So, you know, that's that's given these local guys a bigger platform, too. So uh, some overall positive takeaways from it. I agree. I really my overall perspective on this card. It was a win. I think it was a it was a, a good event. There was a lot of big names, and that brings a lot of notoriety to the sport. And hopefully, we get some more competitive jujitsu fans to watch the next one and watch more jujitsu. And that's obviously a positive thing. Um, if I was in charge, which I don't know why I'm not, if I was in charge, heel hooks are in for every match, slams are in for every match. Make it a real match. Um, so essentially, Thunderdome. Just say Thunderdome. It's essentially Thunderdome. I mean, you would Two tune in. Enter, one man leave. You would watch. You would watch. So, and then maybe, town? and then maybe on the next one, we can get on against another podcast, and we can tag team it for Chael on Submission Underground, or we can just do you know two straight up matches. But give my lungs some time to heal. Thank you all for listening. As always, we've included the links to our social media pages below, as well as the link to our YouTube page. Make sure you check them out. The YouTube page has a lot of content that doesn't really work as an audio only. In addition to the video version of every episode that we do, you can see things like breaking news, match highlights, technique breakdowns, stuff like that. So please make sure you check that out. Make sure you stay tuned. There is another episode of the show coming later in the week, and we will see you then. Thanks, everybody.